Hey there, before we get started, we want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Kuhau Podcast. We hope it encourages you and draws you closer to Jesus as you listen. Let's get excited for this message and let's get ready to hear from God. So, welcome. So we're going to get right into our scripture. How many love those, love is our logo, new hoodies? They're dope, right? All right, and we're going to start with John 13, 35 from the message version. It says, let me give you a new command. Love one another. Period. No, seriously, because this is what happened to me back there in the room. It was like, love one another, boom, that's it. And it just really ministered to me. And I feel like I wanted you to experience what I experienced back there. So I'll continue to read. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. Amen. Yes. The title to my message today is Love is Our Logo, even when it's difficult and even when it hurts. I'm leaving. I love that Angie's here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Lord, we just come before you giving you all glory and all honor, Lord God. It is a privilege to be able to share your word always, Lord God. And I pray that this message just penetrates the hearts of those who are listening, for the hearts that are in this room, Lord God. I pray that this word can begin to just soften, soften the hearts that are here, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, I'm sorry, Javi. Can I have a pad or something? No, I can't. You would have to be here. Okay, no problem. Okay. I didn't know it worked that way. I thought he could just, <laughs> I thought he could just press the button. All right, so tomorrow, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Ah, oh, I, you know, honestly, I thought that the, um, the reaction for Valentine's Day would be a little bit different. I thought, yeah, I thought that you guys would be more excited. Um, Thank you. (laughs) So, you know, I know so many women who love Valentine's Day. And I wish I had some great stories to share with you guys about, like, you know, little dates that I've done with Ro and stuff like that. But I don't. I don't. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Nikki, honestly, I don't. I just... I just know that Roe is blessed because Valentine's Day is really not my thing. I don't, yeah, I don't enjoy it, nothing about it, nothing. I just don't enjoy it. And so there's no expectation for Roe, right? He has it good with me. As a matter of fact, if he were to try to do something, I'd be like, stop it. Like, cut it out, cut it out. You know, you know we don't do this. I'm not the kind of chick that, like, I'm lady, I'm not the kind of lady <laughs> that um, just 
is all about diamond rings and balloons and teddy bears. That's just not me, right? You're welcome, honey. See, you got it easy. <laughs> Even for our engagement, guys, I don't know who knows in this room, but for our engagement 10 years ago, he wanted to buy me a ring. And he wanted to like go all out with the diamonds and stuff. And I was like, no, I, I don't want a ring. I want a pair of kicks. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's these Nikes. They're high tops. They're purple and gray. Like, I just want a pair of kicks. And they were $60. <laughs> and he got them for me. Yes. And he kneeled on one, on one knee. And he's like, he was, he was real nice with it, too. He was like, do you want to walk this life with me? And you know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was nice but Valentine's Day is special for our baby girl Sayla right say <laughs> in our home yes in our home Valentine's Day is very special for Sayla um, ever since Sayla's a little girl where she can even remember um, it's been a tradition for us for Sayla to get dressed up her hair did, you know, get dressed up, and wherever she is. So, you know, if she's with us, Ro will get dressed up as well, and if she's with us, Ro will actually leave the home, come back, ring the doorbell, come and ask for her hand, right? He'll come with balloons, and he'll come with chocolates, and, and they'll go out together and have an amazing daddy and daughter night. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they really, it's really, it's already known Valentine's Day is for the both of them. And so it's really amazing that they get to spend that time together. And so I bring up Valentine's Day because it's the day that most people recognize as the day of love. And today, that's what I want to talk to you guys about. It's love. And some, some of you may already know this, but love is actually supposed to be what marks those who follow Jesus. So I was glad that you came up here and you shared that, hun. In fact, Jesus says, that's how people will be able to tell that you are his followers, by the way you love each other. Not by how many songs you know, not by how many scriptures you know, not by how great you pray, not by how many days you can fast more than the other, not by the quality of love you have. Oh, sorry, nope. <laughs> it is by the quality of love you have for one another. And that's why our church, we always set out to um, be a church of love. Um, just the other day, I saw that our media team, our social, social, um, what is it? Our Instagram posted, what was it about Kuha where you first encountered love? And, and some people put in that as soon as they walk through the doors, they experience the love. And that's, that's what we want here at Kuha. That's why our church has always set out to be a church of love. This is the heart of Kuha. We don't want to be the kind of church that just loves one day a year. We want to love 24-7. And at Kuhau, love is our logo. And it's what we embody. It is what we want people to encounter. And actually, no, it's who we want people to encounter. 
It's who we want people to encounter, and that's Jesus. Yeah, I need to hear from you guys. Not having a keys, <laughs> not having the keys has me in my head, and it's terrible. <laughs> but Jesus, he is the love that we are referring to. When we say love is our logo, it is why I opened and I started this with John 13, 35. And for those who are new here, this is where the heart of love where where the heart love is our logo comes from because it's jesus saying this it's how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples that when they see that you love that you have love for each other but first he says love one another the way i have loved you the way that i have loved you and when I hear that, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, I need, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, um, Jesus, <laughs> you mean I have to love the way you loved me? That, that makes me think. That makes me think, because I, I know in my heart of hearts, it, the word says it, God loves us unconditionally unconditionally he loves us as we are I don't know anyone else that can love us to that degree unconditionally and when I hear that I'm just like you know what you know Lord sometimes sometimes it's difficult to love on people am I okay <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's just really really hard to love on someone am I the only one who feels that way no. it's really hard sometimes it's pe sometimes it's people who it's hard to love people who say they love you but don't act like it <laughs> or say they love you and don't act like it when you're not there so it's like one thing in your face but then when you're not around it's like a whole different thing it's one thing to, to love on people, but it's difficult to love on people who take advantage of your kindness and see it as a weakness. It's difficult to love on people who take advantage of you and who are supposed to care about you. And instead of caring about you, they're physically abusing you. They're mentally abusing you. They're sexually abusing you. They're verbally abusing you. That's difficult. To love someone to that degree when you're, when you're being hurt, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But as hard as it may be, at times, it doesn't change our stance. And that's why today's title is Love is our logo, even when it's difficult and even when it hurts. Because it's easy to love to be what mark, it's because it's easy for love to be what marks you when you are being loved back. That's easy. It's easy to reciprocate. It's easy to, oh, you, when someone is just, you know, doing all the right things and showing you, I, we all like to be loved differently. You know, for me, it's quality time and, and just really quality time and, and physical touch. And so when Ro is expressing that to me, yeah, it's real easy. 
real easy to love on him like that. But when that's not the case, it's hard. It's so difficult. And so when you're being treated well and the stars are aligning, it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I can love you. But what about in the face of hurt? What about in the face of betrayal? In the face of expectations that have not been met? Have you been in those moments when there's like, you know, you, you speak with your loved one and, and you let them know you're clear with what your expectations are and that those expectations are not being met? How about loving in the face of offense? That's difficult for me. And that's where, as Jesus followers, that we can stand the strongest in declaring love is our logo. Even when it's difficult. Even when it hurts. So can we just say love is our logo here today? Love is our logo. <laughs> because this is what Jesus did. Jesus said this, when Judas had just set out to betray him. So do we know the story of Jesus being betrayed by Judas? He's being betrayed and he's amongst the other disciples and he knows, Jesus knows that he's about to get, be betrayed. And what is he says? He looks at the remaining disciples and he says, love one another. Love one another. I don't know. I, honestly, I'm just going to, I can only be me up here. And I don't know that I can know that someone who is right next to me is about to go do me dirty because that's how I read that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just going to love on them and, and tell everyone else, just love one another. You know, and the Bible, the Bible speaks about everything. I love the Bible. It has all topics of life. If you're going through it, trust me, there's a story that you can reference to in the Bible. It, it speaks about resentment, hurt, and betrayal. And in the verse, we see Jesus being betrayed. But there's someone else I want to reference to, and that's David. And I want you to see what he writes in Psalm 55. So we're going to Psalm 55, 4 through 8 in the Passion Translation. So I have the passion. Okay, that's it. I have my insides are turned inside out. Specters of death have me down. I shake with fear. I shudder from head to foot. Who will give me wings, I ask. Wings like a dove. Get me out of here on dove wings. I want some peace and quiet. I want a walk in the country. I want a cabin in the woods. I'm desperate for a change from rage and stormy weather. Has anyone ever felt this way? Where the rage has just been too much and you just can't bear the hurt and you just wish you had wings to fly and just disappear? Has anyone here ever felt that way? Where you just wanted to be alone, just away and isolate yourself because you can't be hurt then. You're by yourself. You're isolated. Who's going to hurt you then? And I know, I know this because this is such a familiar place for me. To be so hurt and to be angry because for me, even though anger is a secondary emotion, the hurt comes first. But 
Sometimes it feels like that rage comes first. And it's, when I read this, it was like, yeah, I could relate to this. This is such a familiar place for me. And as we continue to read Psalm 55, David, the author, he reveals who he's speaking to. And so we'll go to Psalm 55, 12 through 14. He reveals who he's speaking about. It's a friend, a mentor who is like a brother to him. And he says, this isn't the neighborhood bully mocking me. I could take that. I'm going to read that again. This isn't the neighborhood bully mocking me. I could take that. This isn't a foreign devil spitting invective. I could tune that out. It's you. We grew up together. You, my best friend. Those long hours of leisure as we walked arm in arm, God a third party to our conversation. How many of us can relate to this? He's saying it here. I know that I can relate to this because I've loved it's crazy because he's like, if it was a neighborhood bully, I could take that. But it's not. It's not. And so here the writer just says, but it was my best friend who was like a brother to me. And sometimes, sometimes it's our own siblings that hurt us. Sometimes it's our spouse. And in other Bible versions, it says, if this was an enemy, it would be easier. But it was someone who was close. Sometimes it's been our own parents who have done the most damage. And essentially, David is saying, I can take this from a stranger. I can take this. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I can take this. But what about when it's someone close? And I relate to this so much because I've loved. It's because I've loved I can relate to this. It's because I've opened my heart to others I can relate to this. It's because I've been vulnerable with others I can relate to this. It's because I've loved I've been betrayed. It's because we've loved we have felt abandoned. It's because we've loved we have been abused. It's because we've loved we have been let down. It's because we've loved we have been neglected and we have been rejected. And then what happens? We end up closing ourselves. We close ourselves to love. And so many ways we respond to the difficulties of love. We build walls in the name of guarding our hearts. We become numb to the pain and we don't want to deal with it. And some people have even turned to drugs and alcohol. We busy up our schedules. We make sure we're busy. We make sure that we have every hour of the day just filled with something. We just numb our pain. We tell ourselves, I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with any of this. 
I don't have time to deal with their issues. I don't have time to deal with this pain. We sweep things underneath the rug because that's just the easier thing to do. We ignore it. But I want you to know that my heart for you today is this, that love will be your logo, even when it hurts, even when you've been hurt. Don't close yourself to love. We can't allow those responses to take root in our hearts. It's the love of God that we have to open our doors to. Because my one point of this message, my one point only is this. And guys, if you want more points, come back next week. I think Pastor Roe is preaching. <laughs> I'll get straight to it. I have one point. And, that every, and it's this, that everything changes when Jesus' love takes root in your heart. God's love, God's love changes everything when you allow it to take root in your heart. It's his love for us that teaches us how to love people. God loves us unconditionally. It's God's love that heals us in our brokenness. And that healing allows us to love others. It's his perfect love that casts out all fear. That's the fear of loving again. That's the fear of dropping the walls, of just letting go of the walls. His perfect love casts out all fear. It's the love of God that allows us to be vulnerable. And this right here for me is really difficult for me to do is to be vulnerable in front of others since i'm a child i have just i've always just protected myself i just protected myself no matter what i've protected others and god right now is doing an amazing work in me and I'm experiencing God's love in a different way that's allowing me to be vulnerable with others. It's allowing me to open up and share my heart, the very thing that I'm just close to. But God's love is melting me. And I, I'm just so grateful that, that at one time something can be a stronghold in you not being able to share. But when God's love just does the work and then brings the healing and the freedom takes place and it just becomes a testimony for you to be continued because I'm going to come up here again and I'm going to share that testimony with you. My vulnerability me being able to, to deal with some trauma from my childhood and to be able to stand before you and say, you know what? It's through God's love that I am experiencing this journey of healing, that I'm experiencing this freedom, that I'm experiencing this breakthrough. It can only be through his love. 
God loves you guys so much. It's his pure love that accepts you for who you are, but does not keep you where you are. That is important to me. Because I'm like, just love me for who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. I'm not like, you know, like, nah, this is who I am. Like, you got to take it. That's not me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's just certain things that I've, you know, just in our characters. And this is, there's dislikes and things that, you know, that I can say that are just built in my character. And it's what makes me unique and it's what makes me special. And I'm like, yeah, just love me as who I am. But sometimes for the other person, it's difficult for them to love you just as you are. And God does that. We don't have to be or become something before we come before his throne, before we enter into his presence. We don't have to do that. He is here with us. He loves, he's already here with his arms open wide. And I just want to encourage you guys to accept his grace. Because sometimes in our shame, it is the most difficult thing to do. Is to accept his grace and his love for you. And I've been there. I've been there. Like, I, I, I just, for me, I'm here like, guys, like, like, I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know if your thoughts are, or are, if your thoughts are like, oh, yeah, she's a pastor. She got to have it, like, together. I don't. I don't. There's things in me that, that I'm just like, Lord, that was ugly. That thought, even in, even in my action, you know, even in doing something for someone, let's just say, but my heart really isn't in it. Those are things that I'm just like, yeah, Lord, like, have your way in my heart. Just transform me. Trans, you know, and, and Lord, I accept your grace in this. I accept your love in this. And God is passionate for you. Pastor Medina was here last week, and he was just like, he, he was, the message was called the rush. The rush. God is desiring you. God is rushing towards you. God is passionate for you. God is running after you. And when we love people, God's love is made perfect in us. And I want to call the worship team up. I want to bring you to Ephesians 3, 16, 20 in the message version. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father. This magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. That Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able 
to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breath. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives. Full in the fullness of God. God can do anything, you know. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Can I tell you, church, that as I was preparing today's sermon, this version the message version of this verse rocked me. It just was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. As we invite him in, he's there already. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love. And it just, it just rocked me. And so then when I'm preparing a message, I like to check different versions. And I check the NLT version. And in the NLT version, I quickly realized that this was a prayer. This is Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus, Ephesus, how do you say it? Ephesus, thank you. It's the Brooklyn. <laughs> it's what Paul is desiring for the church. And so I asked myself, why is he praying this over the church? And as I look for more content, I began to read verse 3, the beginning, and it just made it so clear. Paul had an encounter with Jesus. Paul has an encounter with Jesus. And look what Ephesians 3.8 says in the NLT, uh, NLT version says. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Though I am the least deserving, how many of us have felt that way? I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Jesus Christ, Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence so please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. And I read that, and I'm just like, wow, 
Jesus, I mean, this is amazing. This is Paul who had just encountered Jesus and he wants to bring this to the church of Ephesus and he, this, is what, this is why he's praying this over the church because he had just encountered someone and he had changed. There was change in his heart. Something was happening to him. He had been transformed. He was the least of these. He was the least of these. That's what he said he was. He was a murderer, the least of these in his eyes. But he encountered God's love. And because he encountered God's love, he wanted to take it to the people. He wanted to tell everyone, listen, this is Jesus. This is the one that transformed my life. This is the one that transformed me, that just made me new. And it resonated with me. It resonated with me so much because I'm like, guys, I just want to tell you of who I know. I want to tell you of my heavenly father who has transformed my life like nobody's business. I want to tell you about this love that God's love that has been poured out on me, then he, that he's done the work within me. I want to tell you about this love that now I'm able to be vulnerable with you guys. I've just encountered a breakthrough. This is just another level. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because I'm here for it. And I want to encourage you guys today to just Allow yourselves to be vulnerable with our Heavenly Father. Allow yourselves for God's love to just take root into your hearts. That you stand with your two feet planted on love. Not on the love your spouse gives you, but on the love that Jesus gives you that our Heavenly Father gives us. And so quickly as I realized that this was a prayer, I'm like, yeah, I need to pray this over you guys. I need to pray this over you guys as the mother of this church with the motherly love. I wanna pray this with you, so can we stand? I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you, that's everyone in this room, with inner strength through his spirit. It's not by our might, guys. It's by his. It's by his spirit. I pray that then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. I pray that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, 
how high and how deep his love is. I pray that may you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's powerful, guys. He's saying here, God can do anything, you know? You know, God can do anything. God can soften your heart right now. He can soften your heart towards that person that there's resentment towards. That he can soften your heart towards that person that there's anger towards. That he can soften your heart towards that person that has just hurt you immensely. He can, he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. He is able. He is able to do exceedingly far. Wow. Far above what we can ever think or imagine. That rocks me right there. That rocks me right there. And so, Lord, I just pray this over our church, God, and those who are listening, Lord God, that their feet are planted on your love. I pray, Lord God, that your love may take root in their hearts, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Subscribe now and stay connected to all of our latest messages. And if this message really blessed you, pass along the blessing by sharing it with a friend. We pray that you will be given the opportunity to apply this message, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.